Hey guys, welcome to the Caffeine Overdose. I'm your host once again, Dash Revolver here. For the first Caffeine Overdose of the new year, it is Tuesday, January 7th, 2020. I hope you all had a good New Year's, I know I did. I basically stayed up till 2 in the morning watching Resident Evil lore videos. Slept till noon, New Year's Day. Got some Del Taco. So basically the, uh, the norm, the status quo. Which to me is pretty good. I don't like to deviate from the norm too much. But anyways. We're going to talk some wrestling, as always. Some video games, as always. Some anime and manga, as always. We also had Rise of the Skywalker, which I didn't see. I heard it was shit from a lot of people. I don't know. I haven't seen it, though. Who knows? But anyways, let's talk about pro wrestling. This past weekend, we had the annual Tokyo Dome show for New Japan Pro Wrestling. For the first time ever, it was two nights, which is on January 4th every, every year. This year, it was on January 4th and January 5th. It was two nights of great, great professional wrestling. I will tell you that here. The song we started off with was uh, Tetsuya Naito's music, which is great. So uh, let's get into it. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom, night one. For the pre-match show, we had Toa Hanare, Clark Connors, Alex Coughlin, and Carl Fredericks versus Togi Makabe, Tomiyaki Honma, Yuya Uemura, and Yotasuji. Yotasuji looks exactly like uh, Yoshihiro Takayama. A little bit smaller, a little bit younger, but yeah, he same physique, same face, same hair. Except he's not blonde, he's still a brunette. Yoshihiro Takayama, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, in my opinion. Had a match against Don Fry and Pride where they busted each other's faces up. Anyways, let's get into this match. It started out with the Connors and Uramura. They were doing some back and forth action. And uh, oh yeah, before I get started, basically this was a... Uh, all young lions is what they call them in New Japan, which is the uh, trainees. Clark Connors, Alex Coughlin, and Carl Fredericks are all from the uh, LA dojo in, for New Japan. And then Yuya, Uemura, and Yotosuji train in Japan. So uh, New Japan basically has two different dojos where they train guys. And then uh, Tomioka Honma and Togi Makabe are two uh, older guys who have been around for a long time. Both a tag team called the Great Hill Bash. Tomiyaka Honma suffered a horrible neck injury not too long ago. But yeah, that, so, so that's who they are. And then Tua Hanare was uh, trained by Bad Luck Fale, who we will talk about later. But like I said, I began with uh, Connors and Uemura. And then uh, Coglin tagged in. He did some chops to Uemura, which were some brutal chops uh connor's and uh coglin great physiques great looks kind of hard to tell them apart they kind of look alike i think uh uh connor's has a beard that's the only thing that sets him apart carl fredericks is a little bit different looking he's a little bit skinnier still uh all the young guys they basically have in black tights black boots black knee pads that's how they do with the young guys 
Yeah, Frederick sagged in. He continued working Uomura over. Frederick hit an elbow drop. Uomura then countered with a drop kick and tagged in Togi Makabe. Makabe tried his 10 punches in the corner on Fredericks, but Kagan cut him off. Makabe hit a power slam on Kagan. Honma entered for a dual 10 punches spot. Um, Honma's punches didn't look very good. And uh, the, there was a weird thing about uh, the show. The camera work all night was weird. They missed stuff and then they would cut away to weird, at weird spots. But yeah, they, they probably shouldn't have been on Honma when he was doing these punches. They didn't look good. Makabe hit his uh, Northern Lights suplex for a two count. Fredericks came back with a lariat, then both tagged out. Suji and Hanare came in, and th these are the two that uh, really shined in the match. Yota Suji and uh, Toa Hanare. Suji hit a big drop kick. Honma and the rest of the guys hit a four-on-one on Hanare. Honma hit his Kokeshi headbutt. They all hit big moves, and then, yeah, Honma hit his Kokeshi, which is just a falling headbutt. Suji covered, but uh, Hanare's team broke it up. Hanare went for his uh, Samoan drop. Suji turned it into Sunset Flip, then locked in a Boston Crab, which is the official finishing move of all the uh, young Lions when they first get started. Coglin broke the hold after um, some chops onto uh, Yoda Suji. He had a couple stiff chops. He didn't break it up, then a couple more, and Suji uh, broke it, broke out. They're going back and forth. Yoda Suji hit a spear on Coglin. Suji and Hanara uh, traded strikes. Hanara hit a big super kick, a big lariat, and this awesome looking uh, spin kick at one point. And then he hit the uh, Toa bottom, which is basically a rock bottom for the pinfall. Good match. It was uh, pretty much a showcase for uh, Toa Hanare, who's the young guy who's uh, getting the push right now. He's got uh, updated tights from the black tights that young lions usually wear. It's pretty good. So. Uh, Keep an eye out on all of these guys. Yeah, I give that a thumbs up. Next, we had uh, what a lot of people are calling the dad's match with uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, 48, Satoshi Kojima, 49, versus Yuji Nagata, 51, and Manabu Nakanishi, who's 52, who uh, also wrestled in WCW Nitro in 1995. When I was three years old, as Kurosawa, he was having matches with uh, Dean Malenko and other guys. He actually had a pinfall over Ric Flair at one point. He was, I no, no, never mind. I think he wrestled for the United States title at one point, but yeah. That's who Manabu Nakanishi is. But he's old. He's broken down and he can barely move, but he's still a big, strong guy. So we'll get into this. Oh, yeah, I got to get into the tag team names. Tenzan and Kojima are just Tenkozi. But Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi are known as Blue Justice. Which in Japan, they just sort of put two words together, and that's usually the tag teams, I think. There was a tag team at one point called Muscle Symphony, which uh, Manabu Nakanishi was a part of at one point. But yeah, Japan's great. Anyways, we had a... Uh, Kojima and Tenzan opened with some strikes to Nakanishi. Nakanishi answered with a double suplex on both men, which got a pretty big reaction. Nagata jumped in. He had a PK on Kojima. Nakanishi hit a splash on Kojima for a near fall. Kojima and Nagata squared off. Nagata hit a series of chops. He hit the machine gun chops, some kicks. 
Kojima fought off an exploder, hit a DDT, then tagged in Tenzan. Tenzan's feet... Tenzan looks like he has prosthetic feet. It's crazy. He's uh, old now. He has an awesome mullet that's blonde. It's kind of fat. Still in good shape, though. But yeah, that's Tenzan. Tenzan hit his Mongolian chops on Nagata, then used a brain, brain buster for a two count. Tenzan and Nagata traded strikes. Tenzan hit a mountain bomb. Nagata came back with a exploder, both tagged out. Kojima went for a top rope elbow, but cut, cut off. Nagata and Nakanishi hit a double lariat. Nakanishi went for his Argentine breakbreaker uh, neck hold, the Hercules neckbreaker, I believe it's called. But that got broken up by uh, Tenzan. Tenzan and Kojima hit Nakanishi with a Tenkoji, Tenkoji cutter, which is the uh, 3D, the Dudley Boys 3D for an airfall. Kojima then hit his big uh, Stan Hansen lariat for the win. This was the weakest match on the show. Still pretty good. I give it a thumbs in the middle. Now we get into the main show proper. We had the penultimate match of Jushin Thunder Liger's career. So we had uh, Risuke Taguchi, Tatsuhito Takaiwa, Shinjiro Otani, and Naoki Sano. Who I remember from uh, Pro Wrestling Noah 14 years ago. Being this old guy who just kicked the shit out of Kenta. Who ironically now is an old guy who kicks the shit out of young guys now. So there's that. And they had a Kuniaki Kobayashi in their corner. And then the man himself, Jushin Thunder Liger. Tiger Mask. Tatsunami Fujinami. Tatsumi Fujinami, who is 62 years old. And hasn't uh, wrestled out of Wrestle Kingdom since Wrestle Kingdom 2 or 3. Something like that. In 2008. And Great Sasuke, who I remember from this video on YouTube where he wrestled this guy called the uh, Dirt Bike Kid. Where he just beat the shit out of him. It was great. So uh, if you have time, look up Great Sasuke versus uh, the Dirt Bike Kid. And in their corner, they had El Samurai. So uh, if Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Tenzan versus uh, Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi was a dad's match, this is the... Uh, the grandfather match. Except for uh, um, Risuke Taguchi. He's in his 40s. So he was the, the uh, young gun in this match. But yeah, yeah well, uh, this match was better than it had any right to be. With uh, I think a combined age of 500 between these uh, eight guys. But yeah, let's get into it. Let's see. Sano, uh, Naoki Sano at one point did, did a tope. Um, Great Sasuke did two swanton bombs, uh, almost killing him. He almost landed on his head on one in the ring. Jushin Thunder Liger is 55 years old. He's old enough to be my dad, but he's still a great pro wrestler. He's still, he still, he can still go, go. He's still great, but uh, let's see what else did we do. Takaiwa hit a DVD at one point. Um, Risuke Taguchi tagged in. And so uh, at one point there was a wrestler in New Japan called uh, 
Shinsuke Nakamura. He's now in WWE. And so he had a move called the Bomaye where he would uh, do all this theatrics in the corner. Then he would do a running knee to the face. So Risuke Taguchi's gimmick is he's the uh, funky weapon. And his gimmick is he uh, basically attacks people with his ass. So he has a move called the Bomaye where he does all the Nakamura antics in the corner. And then he runs ass first at his opponent. So yeah, that's he hit he hit that move at one point on a Taka, on a Tiger Mask at one point. Takaiwa hit a top rope elbow on Tiger Mask. Tiger hit a Tiger Driver on Takaiwa at one point. Fujinabi and uh, Taguchi got tags. Fujinami hit a series of dragon screws and then a dragon sleeper on Takaiwa. Sasuke tagged in and missed a Swanton Bob, like I said, almost killing himself. Sano missed a double foot stomp on Sasuke at one point. It was a scary looking foot stomp. It looked like he broke both his ankles. He's an old man, of course, in his 50s. Let's see. What happened next? And then uh, Liger and Risuke Taguchi tagged in. Liger blocked a hip attack, hit a top rope Frankensteiner for two count. The match broke down. Uh, Tiger Mask hit a dive on the floor to Kaiwa. On Takaiwa, Sasuke missed a Swanton. Liger blocked a Dodon from Taguchi. Taguchi hit a two Insigores. And then he hit the uh, Bumaye ass attack for near fall. Taguchi then hit the uh, Dodon on Liger for the pin. And this sort of uh, killed the crowd because they didn't want to see Jushin Thunder Liger lose. Neither did I. But this was fun. I liked it. And yes, the uh, penultimate match of Jushin Thunder Liger's 30-something year career. Next, we had uh, Suzuki-Goon, which is uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, and Taichi, and El Desperado, versus Los Ingobernables de Japón, which is Shingo Takagi, Sonata, Evil, and Bushi. So basically, this whole match was uh, to set up for Sonata and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. the following night. They were going to wrestle for the British heavyweight title on night two. This is okay. A lot of brawling. Shingo Takagi is freaking awesome. He's been awesome since he was in Dragon Gate. For like, uh, I remember watching him like 10 years ago in the early days of YouTube. So yeah, Shingo Takagi is awesome. Sonata tagged in at one point. He, uh, did some technical stuff with a Zack Sabre Jr. It broke down with a Zack Sabre Jr. and Bushi at the end. Sabre Jr. hit uh, locked in the Young Boy Killer on Bushi, and uh, for the submission win. But then he wouldn't let go, so uh, Sonata started attacking him with the Dragon Sleeper, and that's when uh, um, Zack Sabre Jr. ran off. So yeah, the next night they were gonna have a match for the British heavyweight title. On night two. Please excuse the dog. I am outside right now. Next we had a uh, chaos with Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Toru Yano against Kenta, Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owens, who are the Bullet Club. So they started with uh, Toru Yano, not Yano. Uh, yeah, Toru Yano. Wanted to start the match for his team. But then he saw uh, 
Bad Luck Fale, who's six six and three hundred pounds, and Tongan, so he's a tough guy. So then he wanted to tag out, but no one would tag out. So uh, he he immediately went for the uh, his spot is to uh, take off the turnbuckle pad and run people into the uh, exposed turnbuckle. But that didn't work out. So uh, Bad Luck Fale knocked him over with some shoulder tackles. Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi and Chase Owens tagged in. Yoshihashi hit a headbunner. The headhunter, they traded chops. Yoshihashi hit the ropes but got pulled to the floor. Owens hit a suicide dive. Bullet Club took over. Yujiro hit a sliding drop kick. For two count, they did the Tongan massage parlay spot. On Yoshihashi, Owens hit a standing shining wizard. There's some other stuff. Kenta and Goto tagged in at one point. Um, let's see. Goto hit a lariat, a corner lariat, and a bulldog for a two count. They teased their finishers. Kenta turned a GTR into a DDT. The match broke down. Bullet Club cleared the ring. Got a 4-1-1 on Goto. Yujiro hit an inverted DDT for a two count. The Chaos team jumped in. Ishii, at one point, uh, teased a suplex on a Bad Luck Fale. Ishii is maybe 5-6. He's a short guy, but... His nickname is a Stone Pitbull, and that is the most appropriate name for the guy. So yeah, he hit a big suplex on Bad Luck Fale. And then the finish saw Goto hit Kento with the clothesline, then a Ushigroshi on uh, Yujiro Takahashi, then he hit the GTR for the pin. This is a decent match, I give it a thumbs up again. And then we had a... Tag team title match with uh, Finn Juice, which is David Finley, the son of Fit Finley, and Juice Robinson, who uh, came out here with a cop hat, a bunch of weird polka dots on it, and a uh, handlebar mustache. He looked ridiculous, but then again, his name is Juice Robinson, so he should look ridiculous, but yeah. And they faced against uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, God, which is... Tamatonga and Tingaloa. So this was a decent match. The bell rang. They immediately started brawling. Um, Juice Robinson got hit with a backdrop on the uh, ramp. And David Finley got thrown off the ramp. They worked over Juice Robinson for a little while. On a two-on-one. They hit a double drop kick on Juice for a two-count. Tonga hit a crazy corner splash. Tingaloa tagged in, he tried a suplex, but Juice reversed it into an inverted DDT. Finley tagged in for his first bit of action in the match. He ran wild with tackles and back elbows on Loa. He then hit an uppercut forearm off the second rope. Tonga entered and cut him off. Finley sent Tonga up and over the top rope. Loa used a leg sweep to drop Finley, injured shoulder first on the top rope. God continued working over Finley, both Tonga and Loa hit Slingshot sentons. Finley came back with a spear on Loa. Then he tagged in Juice. Juice hit a, some elbow strikes and a sit-out clothesline. Then he hit uh, Tonga Loa with a... He hit Tonga, both Tonga and Loa with a spine busters. Juice hit two cannonballs on Loa. Juice hit the, a series of jabs. Uh, Lo, Tonga Loa blocked the left hand of God. And uh, hit an insegree, then a German suplex. Tonga entered and missed a splash in the corner. Juice hit both Tonga and Loa with the leg lariats. Flynn got a tag. He hit a plancha. They did some more stuff. Tonga Loa went for his ape shit at one point, but that got countered. Um, 
Uh, Juice Robinson hit Loa with the left hand with the right hand of God, but uh, Tangaloa no sold it. Then he hit the left hand of God and another right hand of God. At one point, uh, Finley got hit with the kendo stick by Jado, who was outside of the ring for the uh, Gorillas of Destiny for a two count. He came back. They hit Magic Killer on Juice Robinson, but uh, David Finley broke it up. They tried for the Super Power Bomb, but uh, David Finley countered that with a Hurricane Rana. Juice Robinson hit left-handed gun on Tonga. And then the... No, he hit left-handed gun on Jado. Then twice on Loa, Juice hit Loa with a Pulp Friction. And then uh, Finley hit Tonga with the Acid Drop and covered him for the win. We got new Tag Team Champions. Good match. Another thumbs up. We then had uh, John Moxley against Lance Archer in a Texas Death Match for the United States Champion Championship, IWGP United States Championship. Lance Archer was the champion coming in. Moxley was was champion, but he lost it uh, when he wasn't able to make it uh, to Japan because of a typhoon. Um, that's when Archer won it. So this is a pretty good match. It was a Texas Death Match. Uh, rules are no pinfalls. The only way to win is to Take your opponent down for a 10 count. Moxley uh, started the match by throwing in a bunch of chairs. Archer came out with a trash can lid. They were brawling back and forth. Archer at one point went for a rope walk old school. But uh, Moxley countered that. And uh, well, Archer actually, it looked like he slipped, but uh, Moxley then uh, hit him in the head with the kendo stick a bunch of times. At one point, uh, Archer locked in his Everybody Dies Claw. Another point, he gave Moxie a choke slam on the apron. Then he grabbed one of the young boys on the outside, which is a New Japan trainee, choke slammed him onto Moxley, and then hit a big Undertaker dive. At one point, he hit his uh, blackout finisher on Moxie on a bunch of chairs that were stacked up. Moxley kept going for his um, Paradigm Shift DDT, or the Death Rider DDT, as they call it in New Japan. At one point, Archer uh, pulled a plastic bag out of his pants and tried a Everybody Dies Claw with the plastic bag to kill John Moxley. But Moxley countered out of that. He, uh, the ref actually did the three, lifted his arms up three times, but Moxley fired up after that. The finish came when um, Archer set up two tables outside and went for his blackout finisher on two tables, but um, Moxley countered that. Hit a low blow, then hit his death rider on the two tables. Archer didn't get up after that. Moxie wins the United States Championship. And uh, the match. He goes on to night two to Russell Juice Robinson. He cut a promo. He said uh, he's a gambler. He said he was going to come to New Japan. He's going to either leave with everything or leave with nothing. And he told Juice Robinson he was going to bring everything he had. Next we had uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus... Will Ospreay for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. So, uh, um, Hiromu Takahashi actually broke his neck in 2018. He's been gone for a while. He had a couple matches on the Road to New Japan shows, but this is his first big-time match back. And usually when guys get hurt, they, uh, they're not the same. Takahashi was just as good as he's ever been. Just as crazy as he's ever been. Let's get into this match. They did some crazy stuff. Um, at one point, Osprey went for a dive, uh, but he missed, and uh, Hiromu caught him. 
went for a German suplex on the ramp. Osprey landed on his feet, then ran at Hiromu. Hiromu threw him in the ring. He went for a belly-to-belly -belly against the uh, ring apron, but Osprey countered that by sliding into the ring, then hit a space-flying tiger drop, which was awesome, and I believe he actually hurt his ankles on this spot, which is unfortunate. They did some more stuff. Uh, the story of the match was Will Osprey was working on Hiromu's neck, his injured neck, trying to injure him again. They did some crazy stuff. Uh, Will Osprey hit his he hit a drop kick at one point to the back of the head, but just missed. But probably did it on purpose because he didn't want to hurt Hiromu. Um, they did all kinds of moves. Uh, Will Osprey has this move called the Hidden Blade, where he basically takes his for the back of his forearm and hits guys in the back of the neck with it. He hit that on Hiromu at one point. It looked like he killed him. He hit his os cutter at one point. He hit this spinning kick while Hiromu was on all fours. <clears throat> Did a bunch of flips. Hiromu hit his time bomb, but uh, Will Osprey kicked out. He hit a bunch of more moves. He, uh, yeah, so he hit the time bomb. Will Osprey kicked out, so he says, Fuck you, you asshole. You tried to break my neck, so I'm going to break yours. He then invented a new move where he uh, picked him up and then uh, basically dropped Osprey on his neck and head. It looked like a Emerald Flosion, Misawa's old move. I guess he's calling it the uh, time bomb, too. So, yeah. 25 minutes that match went, and Hiromu Takahashi wins the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in a great match, and we'll see where they go from there. Next, we had uh, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship with the Jay White versus Tetsuya Naito. This is another good match. Uh, Jay White, leader of the Bullet Club, he had his manager uh, Gato out there with him. Gato kept interfering. Another story of this match is uh, Naito is pretty broken down. He has injured knees. He has his knees both taped up. And so Jay White worked over the knees for a long time. Naito tried his uh, tornado DDT off the ropes at one point. He wasn't able to because of his injured knees. Uh, Jay White locked in at figure four. Naito fought out. He uh, had him in there for about a minute, maybe two minutes or so. He had him in there for a long time. But yeah, Naito fought out of that. He hit his Destino at one point. Jay White kicked out. Jay White hit his Blade Runner at one point. Naito kicked out. Naito kept going for the Gloria, one of his moves, but he wasn't able to hit it. Then finally, after a while, Naito was finally able to hit his uh, Tornado DDT when the, all the adrenaline was going through. He was able to fight through the pain of his knees. He hit Gloria at one point. He hit the Destino. Jay White kicked out. Then he hit a... What did he hit? Oh, yeah, uh, they both teaser finishers. Uh, oh, and at one point, uh, Jay White hit it. One of his moves is a uh, Saito suplex. At one point, he threw Naito over the top ropes, and Naito basically hit the apron in a very scary move. Let's see. Oh, yeah, uh, the ref got bumped at one point. Um, Jay White hit a low blow in the Blade Runner, I believe, or some other move. But the ref was down, so uh, they kept going back and forth. Uh, Gato came in more. They hit Naito with a chair a couple times. Naito made a comeback. He grabbed Gato's leg and gave him a low blow. They traded more finishers, and Naito finally hit the Destino for the 1-2-3. I give this match two thumbs up. Oh, yeah, I also give uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Will Osprey three thumbs up. Left hand, right hand, and my cock.
That should tell you how great that match was. And then uh, the main event, we had Kazuchika Okada defending his IWGP heavyweight title against Kota Ibushi. This is another insane match. This was, I will tell you, this was the greatest professional wrestling match I have ever seen. If you're a fan of pro wrestling, I, I demand you get New Japan World. It is 999 yen, which is like 10 bucks in the U.S., cheaper in the U.K., cheaper like 12 bucks in Canada, if you're there. I don't know how many pesos that is in Mexico, but I demand you get New Japan World and watch this pro wrestling match. Okada, uh, let me tell you, uh, Okada came out, well, Ibushi came out, his uh, Golden Star music looking jacked. Um, Kota Ibushi is 37 years old. He looks 27, maybe 17 in some circles, but he's awesome. And then uh, Kazuchika Okada came out looking like Geese Howard from uh, Fatal Fury. I believe on Reddit I saw a post that said Kazuchika Okada was the final boss of pro wrestling. And that's true. He had on this glow-in-the-dark robe. He had his belt. He had his blonde hair. Looking like a G with all his money. He's the rainmaker after all, but yeah, this is a awesome entrance. Go on YouTube and just look up Kazuchika Okada entrance. If you want to see what I'm talking about, it should be up there. I think I saw it up there already. But yeah, this is a great match. Um, they started out with some chain wrestling. Then out of nowhere, Ibushi hit a... Let's see, what did he hit? He hit a DDT and a standing moonsault for a near fall. Okada went for his Rainmaker early, but he didn't get it. They traded big moves. Okada hit a draping DDT off the rail outside at one point. Okada then offered his neck and Ibushi hit some hard forearms. Okada, Okada answered with a DDT. Okada used a chin lock. Ibushi elbowed it out. Hit a drop kick. Ibushi then hit a leaping, leaping mid kick. Ibushi hit a power slam at one point. Okada reversed the whip into the buckle, placed Ibushi on the top rope, then drop kicked him to the floor. Okada sent Ibushi to the barricade, then booted him over it. Okada hit a running crossbody over the barricade. Back inside, Okada used his red ink submission. Ibushi got out. Let's see. Okada hit a scoop slam, a top rope elbow, then hit his rainmaker pose. Ibushi ducked a rainmaker, then spiked himself on his head. He was uh, trying to do a backflip kick. And uh, Okada would catch him and try to tombstone him, but something went wrong, and Ibushi basically uh, landed on his head, which is crazy that uh, he didn't die. But yeah, so let's see what happened after that. Okada pulled Ibushi into a tombstone. Ibushi reversed it into his uh, bastard driver, which is basically a tombstone pile driver with the. It's a packaged tombstone pile driver. It's crazy looking for a near fall. Ibushi jumped in the air to avoid a shotgun dropkick, then hit a double stomp on Okada. Okada rolled outside. Ibushi hit a golden triangle moonsault off the top. Back inside, Ibushi hit a springboard dropkick. Okada tried an air raid crash. Ibushi blocked it, then hit a sit-out last ride for a near fall. Ibushi went for the bombayé. Okada cut him off with a dropkick. Okada hit a tombstone, went for his rainmaker. Ibushi hooked his arm in the top rope. Okada then hit an uppercut forearm. Ibushi then no-sold it. Okada kept hitting forearms. At this point, Ibushi uh, pulled his devil trigger. 
and kept telling Okada to hit him with uh, European uppercuts. Okada hit him with uh, about four or five. Ibushi no-sold him. Then he uh, basically punched Okada in the face as hard as he could two two times. Okada, he kept telling Okada to come back. Okada tried to hit him back, but it barely worked. So Ibushi punched him a couple more times. Ibushi then hit some ground and pound and, and was get, actually getting booze from the crowd, which was uh, surprising. Okada said, fuck this, and then tried to uh, run outside the ring. Ibushi caught him, tried to do his uh, lawn dart on the outside, but Okada countered it into a tombstone. He said, fuck you. You punched me in the face. That fucking hurt. So I'm going to tombstone your ass and break your fucking neck. So yeah, he t- did a tombstone on the apron. Ibushi, the ref started counting. They got to a 20 count. Ibushi then came in. And then, uh, let's see. After that, Ibushi came back in. Okada hit a, I think he hit his uh, air raid crash neck breaker at this point. Ibushi teased a deadlift German from the apron to the ring. Okada blocked it. Then tried for a tombstone. Tombstone, let's see. Okada hit a German, grabbing Ibushi's wrist on the landing. Okada went for his Rainmaker. Ibushi countered with his uh, own lariat. So he basically hit Okada's finisher on him. Okada rolled to the apron, and then Ibushi hit a deadlift German from the second rope into the ring for a two count. This was 30 minutes into the match. Oh, yeah, and Okada landed right on his head on this uh, German suplex. It was crazy. Ibushi tried a lawn dart. Again, countered. Let's see... Let's see what happened next. Okada slipped out, hit a spinning tombstone. Okada went for the Rainmaker. Ibushi reversed into his own Rainmaker, so that's another Rainmaker by Ibushi. Ibushi then hit a high kick, then a Bomaye. Okada kicked out at one. Then Ibushi hit another Bomaye for a two count. Ibushi hit a high kick, then his Kamagoye. Okada kicked out at 2.99999. Ibushi tried for another Kamigoye. Okada shoved him off and hit a picture-perfect dropkick. This is awesome. Okada has the best dropkick in wrestling. Let's see. Ibushi tried another Kamigoye. They traded strikes on their knees. They climbed to the top. Okada hit a... Let's see. How many... Let's see. Let's see. They... Let me look at my notes. Oh yeah, Ibushi hit a kick to the back of the head. This was 35 minutes in. Ibushi made it to his feet first and placed Okada on the top rope. He teased a top rope tiger driver. Okada shoved him off. Okada tried a missile drop kick. Ibushi plucked him off in the air and hit a power bomb for, uh, for a counter. Ibushi tried his old finisher, the Phoenix Splash. He missed. Okada hit a spinning rainmaker, then a second rainmaker. He stacked Ibushi up and only got a two count. Ibushi basically also kicked out at 2.999999. And then let's see, Okada hit another Rainmaker but held Ibushi's wrist, Okada hit another Rainmaker, then hit his pose, he picked up Ibushi for another Rainmaker, Ibushi ducked, hit a high kick and a V-trigger knee, he went for another Kamigoye, Okada blocked, hit a sit-out tombstone, dropping Ibushi on his head again, hit another Rainmaker, 1-2-3, 39 minutes into the match, Kazuchika Okada uh, retains the title on night one of Wrestle Kingdom, Kota Ibushi's on the ground crying, I don't blame him. 
This was a great match. One of the, like I said, the greatest match I've ever seen. I give it three thumbs up. Well, I give it ten thumbs up. My thumbs, your thumbs. Um, everyone's thumbs. If, Like I said, spend the money for one month. February 1st, go back and watch this match. Kazuchika Okada versus uh, Kota Bushi, January 4th, 2020. The greatest professional wrestling match I have ever seen. So after that, that means night two. Kazuchika Okada will go on to face Tetsuya Naito, the Intercontinental Champion, for the title for title match. So yeah, I think we will call it there. I will continue with another podcast for a while. Well, we've been going a while, so yeah, I'm going to call it there. I'll record another podcast going over uh, night two. And uh, I wanted uh, to talk some Tekken, but we'll talk Tekken later. But yeah, like I said, uh, follow me on Instagram at Magnum underscore Thunder. Twitter at um, Magnum Thunder VR. Um, The Caffeine Overdose. Twitter at Overdue Caffeine. My YouTube channel at Bash Revolver. YouTube.com slash uh, J-E-S-X-E-6-9. That's how you get to it. Bash Revolver on YouTube. Um, and yeah, like I said, we'll go, uh, I'll be recording another podcast to talk over, uh, talk about uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 and um, some Tekken. So yeah, we'll call it there. So uh, we'll see you later. Bye.